When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode, we go grave robbing for eyebrows, we're haunted by the ghost of girlfriend's past, and the nerdiest Christmas tree ever. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Lori Beth Denberg, and welcome to the Bad Advice Podcast. With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello, Clark. How are you? I'm getting in the spirit. (laughs) Are you feeling the fa-la-laws? I am feeling a fa-la. Okay, but you're getting to that other law. I might later on go home and get my (laughs) sex toys and feel (laughs) another (laughs) la-la-la. So it is in the spirit of Christmas. Tis the season. Yes. Uh, so I don't know, dear listeners. Yeah. Hello, hello. Um, probably some of you saw on my Instagram. I put up a little video, yeah. and it featured Clark's Christmas tree. <laughs> yes, Clark's Christmas tree my is something. Christmas tree. His spinning Christmas tree is something to behold. It is. It is so chock full of nerds, <laughs> and I'm very proud to say, plenty, plenty of murderers. On the tree, like just predator, yes. Terminator, At first horrible, second, horrible, I was like, murderous do you have characters. The like, the like serial killer, like the Zodiac killer one, <laughs> the Richard Maria- Ramirez Christmas one, exactly the Night Stalker. Yeah, so it is. It is your entire tree is just Easter eggs. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and I mean Easter eggs, like when you find something, right? Exactly. It's not a Christmas tree with Easter eggs on it. If there was a, a scene being shot and the Christmas tree was in the background, there would be complete videos on every single ornament that you can see on the tree behind the two people talking. Exactly. It is is wonderful, and it spins, and there's a glowing Death Star on top. Yes. So... And a Mork sitting in an egg. There is a Mork sitting in an egg. That's one of my favorites. That would be the ultimate Easter egg, is seeing the Mork (laughs) in the egg. The Mork egg, egg. exactly. So, but that uh, reminds me, I've been putting this off. I have this, of course, I'm full of great ideas all the time. Of course. And they all come to fruition. (laughs) But I have a friend who's been having a very tough year. Her husband passed away. Yeah. The dishwasher just broke. (laughs) Not that they're, you know. Comparable. They're not comparable, but it's like life goes on and shitty shit happens. Yeah, exactly. So I, um, I have a whole bucket of 
Christmas tree decorations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One one year, uh, 10 years ago or something, my ex and I, we got a tree. Okay. It was the first tree I'd ever had. Right. You grew up very Jewish. I like, think, you yeah. never had a Christmas tree growing up. I don't up. say I was very Jewish. That's <laughs> true. I was Jewish enough to never have Christmas. <laughs> exactly. That's, but, that's um, about it. Yeah. So this one year, my ex was just like, hey, we should get a Christmas tree. I'm like, okay. <laughs> then I went and got all the stuff and the lights and the, it wasn't, I really liked it because I didn't part of it was yeah. that this was late in the game yeah. and so a lot of the Christmas ornaments were gone right but right. I really like it because it wasn't just kind of the red and green it was kind of like a blue gold purplish like all the hangy balls yeah. it, it just had a different color scheme than like a Christmas tree right. and I got the lights and the lights were just like white you know, uh, yeah, I like yeah, those yeah, the like icicly whites. Nice. And so I really liked it. It's been sitting there because I broke up with him. Right. Broke up with him. And then we were, we went out. I don't know if it was to like discuss whatever, you know, we were just going to dinner and he goes, should we get a Christmas tree? Because it was almost Christmas. Yeah. I'm like, no. No. I was just like, why am I here? Oh, anyway. So worst. I have this whole thing of treeness. Yeah. And I just want to. Put up a tree while my friend is at work. Right. You, and she'll come home to a tree. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, because it's like she's not in the mood to decorate anything. You're saying you have treeness envy? I have treeness envy. Okay. Huge green <laughs> treeness envy. I need some Christmas and some antibiotics. <laughs> Stat. Stat at, at. Well, let me ask you a question. We're talking about Christmas. Yes. Did you now in my mind when you went off? To go film the first few seasons of all that. Uh -huh. It was like being friends with Harry Potter before he goes sent off to Hogwarts, right? Yes. Like you just got, you left and, and went away and I didn't see you for months at a time. Christmas time, when you were doing those first few years at all that in Florida, mm -hmm. what would you do? Would well, you come back home for, come back to LA during Christmas time? Yeah, I would, because we would never work, uh, TV schedules go like two weeks on, right, one week off, right. three weeks on, two weeks off, and that would always include any holidays. Sure, 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 sure. So I can't necessarily But it's like remember. in my brain, like, like in Harry Potter, all the other kids got to go home for Christmas, oh, yeah. and Harry was the only one that stayed at Hogwarts. I just stayed in empty like Universal Studios. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just ran around sweeping up, <laughs> looking for empty, like half hot dogs in the trash. <laughs> Poor Harry Potter. I know, but I was just curious whether that was you in Florida. I don't think so. I would go visit our friend Farah. I would go to New York a lot. Gotcha. And, um, that makes I a lot of sense. I think I might have been there for Christmas. I'm nice. not sure. That's cool. Maybe, you know what? I think I was, I was there for Christmas. I remember it very clearly now mm. because- In New York. In New York, mm. yes. In New York with Farah and our friend Steven. Mm. And Farah made this like quiche kind of pie mm. kind of layered thing that nice. was really good. That's awesome. And I remember that that was Christmas. It wasn't Thanksgiving. So I must have spent a lovely Christmas in New York. Nice. I love it. Yeah. I'm Although I do I also love the idea of you just being alone at the studio for three weeks. Yeah. Just me like <laughs> ripping through eggnog. <laughs> 
dressed up as other uh, actors' characters. Going into the E.T. ride and like <laughs> repositioning all of them into naughty. You're all naughty. You're not getting anything from Satan Claus. You're just walking around with what's-his-name's giant ears. Yeah. Do you mean Josh or Mickey Mouse? Uh, no, I was, gonna, I was thinking Josh, oh, okay. but yeah, Mickey Mouse works too. Exactly. Um, yeah, absolutely. But And then we have New Year's Eve coming up. We have New Year's Eve coming We're up. only, what, about a week and a half away from New Year's? This yes. is crazy. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to end up doing. Hopefully some friends will have a get together. Yeah. Some, you know, New Year's Eve is, I, I always, it's one of those things that I've always been like, what are we going to do for New Year's Eve? Yeah, because absolutely. it's like, everyone you does know, that. Who, who am I going to kiss? Right. I don't want to spend another one alone <laughs> writing a suicide note. Oh no. But, um, so, but I've, as many of you know, I don't, you know, I'm sober. Yeah. I don't drink. Yeah. I don't. You know, and I don't necessarily want to be, I don't like parties anyway. Can I say something here? You may. New Year's Eve sucks. Yeah. It is the worst holiday of all the holidays. Yes. You know why? Why? Because nothing nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> we all wait for this fucking clock to count down to nothing happening. It's the same. You feel the same. Everything's the same yeah. after one as it was before one. It's just... It, it's always a letdown. It never lives up to what you think it's going to be. My favorite New Year's Eves have been at home with the people I love, like just not going out and yeah. doing shit. I, I do enjoy not Eve. going out and doing shit. Yeah. I feel the same way about Halloween too. Oh yeah. Just kind of like, who's going to be drunk and scary tonight? Right. <laughs> Oh god. So, but I will I hopefully will think of, you know, we'll think of or something will come up that'll be fun. Yeah. You know, I got I got my sober friends. Nice. We can do, you know, we're starting to get together more. I I love I you know, it's it sucks right now because uh it's COVID and you can't really see people that much. But I like hearing how you're talking with your friends on Zoom and like you're spending time with people online and yeah. that's cool. A lot of people that are our age are kind of afraid of that technology. Oh, my goodness. And it's amazing. It's so great, especially if you have friends that moved away, like friends that are far away yeah, from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best. Like, we have that group. We should get to group to get to group with get, those guys. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, I think we're gonna, the uh, the Arvizas group. The Arvizas group. We'll let that go. Oh, uh, but no. That'll One be day fun. we should tell the story. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. It's going to be a good year. Yay. Um, I'm excited. All right, well, talking so much about holidays, let's move on. We're going to talk to some fans out there that have questions that oh, have good, problems good, good, good. that need our help. Yes. So let's start out with my favorite. I love a good phone call. Yay! I'm very happy. So this is Chase. Hi, LB and Clark. My name is Chase. I'm from Orlando, Florida. And I'm not so much asking a question as much as I am just wanting to uh, leave a review a little bit. And I just wanted to say that, you know, I hear a lot of things on the podcast as far as people saying, you know, how that they made your childhood or you made their childhood and everything. And I just want to say that how much I want to thank you and Clark for making my right now more so just because I work a very difficult job and I'm not very happy with it, and but it makes the money and everything, so I'm stuck with it at this point. 
But I just wanted to say thank you because you guys really make my mornings towards the end of the week whenever everything's always been rough and everything, whenever I'm slowly getting towards the weekend and being able to look forward to everything. Your podcast comes out and I get to listen to it on my way to and from work at the end of the week and I'm able to just laugh, smile, and also just kind of listen to, you know, all the advice and everybody else. And I realized that, you know, I've got it pretty good, but at the same time, I like to know that everybody else is kind of right there with me. So I just wanted to say thank you, and I hope that you guys have a nice holiday season. And thank you so much. All right. Chase, Clark, Clark surprised me with the niceness. Thank you so much, Chase. That makes me very happy. (laughs) A, that makes me very happy that, you know, you, because I have to say my heart skipped a beat when it was like, I'm just here to leave a review. Yeah. Because Clark would uh, would also hit me with that. Yes, I would. But, um. No, that's very nice. And yeah. I really like how you're like, God, I listen to this podcast and I say I'm not so bad off. <laughs> right? I love that. Yeah. But then he tries to walk it back a little yeah. bit. Well, well but, you know, everyone but else that's is. That's the point. That's what I like is, is people hearing things that they relate to and going like, I'm not alone. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of exactly what we're going for. Chasey Chaserkins, you made know. me smile. Yeah. Nice work. <laughs> It was. It's funny. We you just mentioned our, our a bunch of group of us from uh, our old high school. Yeah, gets together usually around Christmas time when people come back to L.A. and yeah. they're here for their families. And honestly, I swear to God, I do feel like it was at our visas that get together when I did feel like you and I would be talking amongst all of our friends and we would be kind of holding the conversation and telling these big stories and yeah. getting everyone to laugh that I was like, I think we would be good as a little team yeah. to make a show like this. Yeah. I was one of the reasons that I wanted to do this show. That's right. Was because I felt like when we talk, we include our friends and they feel so included. It, I feel like our audience feels like our friends too. Yeah. Like they feel like they're friends with us yeah. because we're, Giving them advice. Like, if you're sending us stuff, you're our friend. (laughs) You are. You're part of the show. We have a very low bar. (laughs) Any spark of attention, and I'm there. But I I just say. No, it is. Our visas has uh, the best collection of white elephant gifts, I think. Yes, absolutely. Were you the one that put in the prom picture of someone else? No, I think that was uh, Boone or something. (laughs) One of them. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Somebody put in a framed picture of two other people. That weren't at the party. At at the prom. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty good. I did well. That You know, that reminds me, I need to buy a white elephant gift. I think I have a $20 limit for something that I'm doing in a little while. I love white elephant So I'll have to make it not as naughty i did okay <laughs> on our visas i was like running late i just got it was a ten dollar limit oh yeah yeah, for yeah, our visas. yeah and um so i just got 10 lottery tickets which is a cool <laughs> gift but also like a fuck you <laughs> right like how little thought could i put into this yeah and pretty- if you win a substantial amount of money we're not friends anymore <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i was just thinking yes. like 
clearly Chase feels like he's, you know, part of the family. And I'm very happy he does. And you are. And thank you so much for your niceness and kind words and phone call. Yeah, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. Um, But let's move on to uh, another question. This one's an actual question, oh, okay. not just a review. Uh, the next question is from Raya. And Raya says, hi, Lori Beth. I need your advice on how to convince my husband to let me get an eyebrow transplant. I know it might sound a little nutty, but I over-tweezed in the aughts, and now my brows are pretty sparse. I've tried microblading, but it just looks like I tattooed on my brows. I'm a dental hygienist, so even before the pandemic, I wore a mask all day, and my eyes are a real focal point. This is a $10,000 surgery, but I think it's worth the investment for my self-esteem and comfort level. How do I convince my husband it's worth the money? That's Raya. Do the do the eyebrows come from a dead person? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she says eyebrow transplant, so they have yeah. to come from somewhere. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Or is it like the hair club for men where they like oh, yeah. take the hair follicles from somewhere else and stick them in your face? Right. Yeah. You get a couple of butt hairs pulled out and put into your eyebrows. And then you have your butt fat sucked out and put into your lips. And then you're a total ass face. <laughs> Did she say $10,000? She said $10,000 surgery. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And she has to convince her husband. Right. So that says to me that he's the breadwinner. And, well, I would say first off, Raya, I need you to sit down and make a monthly budget (laughs) and see where the $10,000 would come from. Yes. I don't know. I mean, perhaps you have an extravagant life to start with. Yeah, yeah. Although if they were super rich, she would just be like, I'm getting an eye blow. That's the thing. She wouldn't be asking if they were rich. So we have to assume that this is like... Second mortgage on the house, yeah, eyebrow transplants. I mean, or at least you got to be putting down what, like at least a thousand dollars a month for ten months. Yeah. Okay, I'm unclear. Well, we can go through these things. She says she tried microblading, yeah, which has been explained to me a million times, <laughs> but also it just sounds like someone macheting your face. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's microblading is like the machete movie. Right. But machete. When, machete, but when he was a little boy. <laughs> it's like the prequel. That's it's micro called machete. microblading. <laughs> um, I have never heard of an eyebrow transplant. I've yeah. heard of, I have very, very light eyebrows. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. have thick hair. Thick, dark hair. Yeah. But luckily, it's a good thing Very when you're light a chick. Eyebrows. Yeah. I have light hair everywhere else yeah. on my body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Almost. <laughs> um, so I, and I've never cared. Right. You know, when I need to care, some lovely person colors them in right. and puts them on TV for right, me. Right. But um, so obviously, I'm sure if you've gone microblading, you know. Raya, that you can use makeup, that you can do microblading, that you can do the tattoos, mm-hmm. which I don't. I would love it if you shaved off your eyebrows and did tattoos of big chola eyebrows. <laughs> there you go. Those are awesome. I do. That's big. Good, good, bad advice. Um, I don't know. <sighs> 
$10,000 seems to be a lot in exchange for self-esteem about your eyebrows. Yeah. So, and I, I understand what you're saying, but there seems, I have a feeling, I have a real, real, real feeling that this is something that Raya's focused on that mm. no one else has ever noticed. I would think you are 100% right about that. You know, I <laughs> yep. can't. I mean, unless, you know, there's some huge scar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something, something to really make you go, whoa. I think we've known each other for coming close to about 40 years Correct. right now. Uh, when you just talked about your eyebrows might have been the first time I've ever really paid attention yeah. to your eyebrows before. Like, well, because who, whoever yeah. looks at somebody's eyebrows and focuses on exactly. it. Um, so there's, I just get this feeling that it is something that, Raya, that you're focused on. Yeah. You know, you say, and I have friends who have had, you know, like I plucked them out. I've done, you right, know, and I've, right. I've been in the makeup chair and the makeup with plenty of, plenty of people. And, you know, that draw on this or that, or, you know, Luann has to draw on her eyebrows. Right. She doesn't want anyone to know she doesn't have any eyebrows, <laughs> um, says Kirk Van Houten in a super <laughs> weird episode of The Simpsons. That's a really weird scene. Yeah. The whole the episode. Her eyebrows are yeah. weird shape now. That's the one where we learn he went to Gudger College. <laughs> we didn't all go to Gudger College. Anyway. Anyway. I would really take a step back and consider that I still think like I'm just picturing like somebody dying and they're like, get his heart, get his, oh, wait, 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 get his eyebrows, get his eyebrows. Exactly. Um, There's just like a scientist with the little zappy zap things behind them. Yeah, and what if you get eyebrows from a crazy scientist? It's eyebrows! Exactly. <laughs> um, now, wait a minute. Let what? me ask you this. Yes. I, I, I am not a big eyebrow person. Yes. Clearly. What is there? Is there a, such a thing as like eyebrow merkins? Oh, like just fake glue on so eyebrows. She gets the spirit gum and spirit she really gum. goes the whole, the whole uh, high school musical exactly. but fake then, beard. But then she can like change it every day. Sometimes she's going like full Dan Levy the next oh. day. It's like really tiny and thin. Okay. Kind of change with her attitude. Excellent. Oh eyebrow God, I'm merkins. picturing this lovely woman with like uh Two eyebrows that look like Salvador Dali's mustache. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I love that. Um, I would. <laughs> well, the question is like, you know, she said, uh, you know, how do I convince my husband? Hopefully your husband will be able to tell you you're beautiful. Yeah. And you're not $10,000 unbeautiful at least. <laughs> They're like, honey, you're, I, you need some improvement, but it's about 500 bucks. <laughs> or if you don't want to get permission, quote unquote, from yeah. your husband, save the money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously you can save the money. You Squirrel can. Squirrel it away, pocket it, and then you can pay for it yourself. Sell your wedding ring. <laughs> Take in borders. <laughs> sell your car. Uh yeah, I mean, you. there's no way to ask your husband 
about spending money on an eyebrow transplant other than asking him. Yeah. He might have the same reaction we have, which is like, what? <laughs> what? Are, can you look that up? Can you Google that for me? I need some Wikipedia in my life right now. But uh, so, I mean, you can just ask him. I don't know the relationship no. between you and her husband. Yeah. Um, and, but I would really consider this a, uh, I mean, it seems like a, I mean, it costs $10,000. Yeah. It's called a transplant. Yeah. So I don't know what the deal is. We'll have to look it up after this. I am so curious now. And if I'm wrong, I will, will do something. We'll insert it. Okay. Right. <laughs> I was wrong. This is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but okay. I would really, really try to consider if your self-esteem is riding on this, it's something that I can all but guarantee nobody else is either noticing or especially judging you for, yeah. you know, yeah, unless yeah, yeah. your eyebrows are like super crazy. Touching like a, other people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I don't send us back a picture. Right. Yeah. Send us a picture of your current eyebrows. Now all I can think of is those weird pictures from like, Guinness Book of Records of like the people with the long <laughs> fingernails or toenails. Yes. Like it could just picture somebody with eyebrows that are just like <laughs> fluttering in the wind. Raya wins least eyebrows in the world. <laughs> so you can ask your husband, you can, you know, look into it, do research. I'm sure you have, but really, really stop and think about how much this means to you. And what it's trying to fix besides eyebrows, because no one's no one's judging you. No one is going behind your back going like, oh, my God, you'll never know. You wouldn't believe the shitty eyebrows on the girl that cleaned my teeth today, right. you know. And so I, I just would urge you to kind of look into that. Yeah. And I would like to urge you as well to think of. Other things that you could do with $10,000. $10, like, not that you're going to spend the money one way. It's not like you have $10,000. Do right, I give it yeah, to charity exactly. or get eyebrow transplants? <laughs> right. um, but when you look at it that way, if you were to say, I can, you know, for the price of eyebrow transplants, we can pay five months rent right. and stay at a hotel right. and get a new, you know, refrigerator, like right. whatever it is. Go on a trip to Paris. Yes. Going like, uh, you know. You cannot come to Paris with those eyebrows. <laughs> get out. <laughs> you shall not pass customs. <laughs> Raya, good luck. Yeah. Ask your husband. I'm yeah. sure we'll get like a new question. Like, my <laughs> wife wants $10,000 for eyeball transplants. How do I tell my wife? She's How insane. do I get a lawyer? <laughs> but um, no one's no one's judging you for it. Yeah. And if they are, send them to me. Yeah, exactly. They can just look at me. There's a lot more to judge me for than eyebrows. <laughs> I will take the hit, Raya. I like it. Okay, good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Hopefully that helps. Uh, let's move on to our next question. This comes from uh, Bart. Bart. And Bart says, I LB and Clark. My name is Bart. They them. I'm from New Jersey and I'm in my late 20s. I've been in a few solid queer relationships, 
they've all ended somewhat peacefully, and I have uh, followed the queer stereotype of remaining friends with my exes. That is, up until recently. A year ago, I was in a very fast-paced relationship with a girl named Laura, she, her. We progressed rapidly, but it only lasted three-ish months. It was never right from the start, and I finally came to my senses and ended it. Laura was very mad, and we went our separate ways. And I'm 100% happy about that. My issue isn't the breakup. My issue is that I'm so mad at myself that I ever allowed myself to be in such a toxic relationship like that in the first place. My friends didn't like her, but didn't tell me until after. I feel embarrassed for being in that relationship. I feel angry for not listening to my gut at the time. And I'm frustrated that this tiny blip of a relationship still bothers me even a year later. I'm now in a very great and healthy relationship, but I want to try and heal this old wound once and for all. We also live in the same area, and I'm scared to see her out and about. She is a very bold and unfiltered personality, and I'm sh I'm unsure what she would say or do if she sees me. I have no idea why she has such a hold on me. Perhaps it's because we it will remind me of something I'm trying desperately to forget. I appreciate any help you all can give me. Thanks so much. Devoted listener and supporter of your Million Hugs campaign, oh. Bart. 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 Oh, Bart. Oh, Bart. I, I, I want to give you a little shit because, uh, yeah, three months. Do it for three months. I did it for four years twice. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. So, no, three years for me, but yes. still. Um, it is, it is so hard after something like that. Yeah. I just kick myself. Yeah. I just kick myself. I said, I knew it then. Why yeah. didn't I just get out? I knew it then. Why didn't I just get out? And it, and it lingers. It yeah. really, really lingers. Yeah. So I can absolutely empathize mm. fully with what you're feeling. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to go kick her ass, Bart? <laughs> I'll hold her arms. And, no, we're not no. advocating violence. No we're violence. not advocating violence no, it's until we think of our exes. And <laughs> yeah. then we are just dreaming up the ultimate plan. <laughs> uh, it is so common. I won't even say so common. I'll speak from my own yeah. experience. Yeah. You know that that becomes the overwhelming thought that I have regarding a bad experience, like a narcissistic, mm. abusive, you know, gaslighting, yeah. whatever the issues were, those are my issues. Uh, whatever the issues well, were, those were. the issues you had to deal with. Like, precisely. Those weren't your issues. But the issue is that I took it yeah yes, and then i sat yeah. through it and then yeah. i found compassion yeah. and that i oh it's gonna be this one day and you know all of that shit that i let myself believe it that i let myself be treated that way for yeah. so long yeah and again congratulations on getting out after three months <laughs> yeah. um and it's it's more about <sighs> He's interesting though, because he says he's had a lot of. First of all, you, you seem to uh, 
date a lot, Bart. I know yeah. they them. I just called yeah, him yeah, yeah. But Bart is a they them. Um, so what's your secret? I know. A year later, and she and they're already in a very happy relationship. I know. I'm glad. And you can take, I mean, this is so trite. I want to smack myself for saying it. <laughs> but like, you know, you take the things that were problematic in that little relationship and you, you know, apply it to the next one. But yeah. I know what you're saying because I keep saying, oh, it was a little relationship. And you know that, Bart. Yeah. But you're yeah. still, that's the question. Why is this still under Bugging my fucking you. skin? Yes. Yes. And you'll have to look inward. I wish I knew you. I wish I could look you up and down and be like, here's the problem. But there is, there is a lot of times after an experience like that, this like, you know, we crave justice. Yeah. We crave things to be like for comeuppance to right. the, to the villain and right. for victory for the hero. Right. And that shit doesn't happen in real life. It does not. In many, many, many cases, the almost the least of which is my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there, there could just be that, that lingering, you know, Oh, I need her to know what a, what a bitch she was right. or whatever. But it seems like you're just saying, how do I forgive myself? Why am I still churning about this? Yeah. What you can maybe look at is like what, what it brought up for you. Is mm. it reminiscent of other shit that happened in your life mm. that you're like, oh, I didn't realize that this happened, you know. Right. It could be, you know, a, a parent that had that pattern with you. It could be someone in junior high and you right. don't recognize. You're like, oh, shit. Right. But what, were, what, is there anything that happened in this relationship and the dissolving of this relationship yeah. that is reminiscent of something that you've gone through before? Mm -hmm. And... You know, you're you're embarrassed. You were in it. Like, I don't know. Was she hot? Was the sex good? Like, <laughs> what do you, you know? It's yeah. like what whatever it was at the moment. Yeah, it was. Also, they say um, they live in the same area and they're scared to see her out oh, and about. Yes. So that to me. Means that there's something unsaid, right? Is there something that wasn't said that she's afraid is going to be like why are why would they be afraid of meeting back up with this person because they might go crazy like they might get mad and say something yeah, or I, afraid it, the other way around it kind of seems like uh bitches be crazy right uh so it kind of seems like this you know woman that that bart was dating right it was off kilter it was toxic it was whatever yeah. yeah 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 so this is the kind of person you're dealing with right um right and so out in public yeah i mean the 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 rule of thumb my first advice to you is say nothing don't react yeah that's the best you can do and i would say don't react is even more important than don't say anything. Yes, yes, yes. Who knows? She might come up to you first and say something, and you yeah. don't want to just, like, turn the other way and not no, no, say no, anything. But, but it, it's, that's this real kind of almost dull civility. Yes. Like, 
I hope you're well. Yes. I hope don't you're well. React. Yes. That and is then, so great. Uh, after the third time, you just eye the manager. Yeah. And come exactly. Over. But it's, you know, it's, I also think maybe Bart is like, oh, she's going to go crazy. And that just like mortifies oh, me even more. Right. That I even dealt with this person, that right. I made myself vulnerable to oh, this kind of person. Totally. So, you know, it was what it was. Yeah. Call it a, f- I mean, Call it a fling. Three months. I don't know your. I don't know your life, Bart. <laughs> I don't know your life. But um, you know, obviously, whatever it was, whatever toxicity there was going on there, yeah, yeah, really just burrowed into your brain. Yeah, big time. A lot, and so the the concept of running into this person and what are what are they going to do? And also, I will say from my own. <laughs> wasted hours, months, and years <laughs> yeah. contemplating, thinking out scenarios, what's going to happen when, this right. and that, and this and that. It probably won't. Right. It's probably built up so much more in your head because yeah. you can't understand why you let yourself be in this yeah. position. You know, that it's really like... Well, obviously, when I see her, she's going to have a gun. Right. And she's going to scream and she's going to, you know, rob the diner at the end of Pulp Fiction. I don't know about you, but when I go to bed at night and I close my eyes and my head is on that pillow, I constantly have conversations, arguments like uh, like alter not altercations, but, you know disputes with people in my brain of like what I would say to that person that upset me. And I'll send 20 minutes, you know, flipping and flopping on the bed, just thinking of all the ways that I would say this and say that and say this. Mine go back to preschool (laughs) and extend 30 years in the future. (laughs) I don't get a lot of sleep. (laughs) That's true. And, uh, you know, this is, I really understand yeah. that because that we're in a bad relationship, Bart, you and I, with different people. Mm-hmm. And we you seem to have this like healthy thing where it's like that was just her and yeah. we're done. Yeah. But you're stuck with this embarrassment and shame and how could I have let this happen? But the fact is you did. Yeah. The fact is, it was it was this experience. Like I said, I hope the sex was good or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that, maybe do that. Try to focus on like two. Th- well, we'll start with one thing. <laughs> one thing that was good. One nice memory. One movie that you saw together that you really liked. The movie. Sure. He's like, yeah, but she stabbed the popcorn guy <laughs> while we were there. <laughs> you know, I, I I I think maybe I'll try to do that. You know, focus on. Try to come up with one or two positive things from the relationship. Yeah. Which might, and I just mean like things you did in that relationship that were good, like i.e. a movie, i.e. the best steak I ever had was with that crazy girl. Right. You know, and you'll be able to see the time spent wasn't mm-hmm. for naught. Right. You know, it wasn't the relationship of your dreams. Yeah. It was far from, you know, it was the relationship of your nightmares. Right. But even if you can extrapolate just a couple decent things from it, yeah. you might be able to look at it as just not this like agonizing pit of three months of embarrassment that you can't get the black hole out of your heart from. Right. 
And yeah, if you run into this person, first of all, and this is what I need to remember, <laughs> and Clark, you as well. Yeah. All the people that we're having these constant churning conversations with yeah. in our head yeah. are not thinking about us. <laughs> it's true. They are not so thinking true. about us at all. Oh, you're so right. At all. So also, Bart, if you're thinking that this girl is, you know, waiting at home going, oh, when I see Bart, right. I'm going to do this. And right. I can't wait to blah, blah, blah and scratch his eyes out. <laughs> if she scratches your eyebrows off, can you send them to Raya? Oh, there you go. Transplant. Did, we did say we're all friends and family here. It's true. So let's share the wealth and share the <laughs> eyebrows. But it it probably is not foremost on her mind. Yeah. So pro I say probably. Yeah. I don't know if this girl is a crazy, crazy face yeah, or what. Well, I don't know. But if if you should encounter her in public, I know that pit of the stomach feeling. Ugh, yeah. You know, don't engage her. If she engages you, be very civil and polite. Yeah. And don't react. Don't take oh, any bait. That That's is the so biggest, perfect advice. Biggest thing. So good. You cannot react. Do yeah. not let her affect you at all. Yeah, because the whole point is you will then have that. I almost hope you run into each other. Yeah, now seriously. Because you could have that experience of not succumbing to that behavior again. Yeah. To not, you know, handling yourself in a way that you're like, well, I handled this very well with yep. my best interest and taking care of myself. And I am not God. embarrassed about that. Talk about the best fucking way to get over this issue. Can we set up a, a meat cute for them? <laughs> a, meat, a meat hate. A meat hate. <laughs> a hate cute. A hate cute. <laughs> and one more thing, Bart. Uh, you can't let things that you're embarrassed about in your past affect you in the present. I have a total mullet in my high school senior photo. What are you going to fucking do? You yeah. just kind of got to deal with your past. Your past is your past. Clark you is way moving. more embarrassed about that haircut oh than you God. are of your of, freaky relationship. Of Laura. Yeah. Of Laura. Quote unquote. <laughs> Laura. The names have been changed to protect the crazy. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I hope that helps Bart. And let us know. I'd love to hear what happens. If you do run into Laura, yes, please let us know. Yes. I would really love to hear that follow up. Um, but we're going to move on to our final question of the day. Okay. We've already gotten to the final question. And our final question is from Dina. Okay. And Dina, you're going to be happy. All right. Is a phone call. Oh, Let's boy. hit it. Hi, Lori Beth and Clark. Uh, I won't give you my real name. My childhood nickname is Dina and I'm from Arizona. So the, the short story of my question is that I have a very toxic relationship with my mother. Um, when I was growing up, she threatened to kill me and, and multiple people in my family. She was an alcoholic, um, did drugs, had mental health problems. And for a litany of reasons, we are now estranged. We don't speak to each other. Now that I'm married, my husband desperately wants to have a child and I struggle because my reference of motherhood is my mother. And I understand that you, you learn what not to do from having a toxic parent. 
but you don't necessarily learn what to do from having a toxic parent. And I struggle because I constantly question if I'm well equipped to raise a child and, and to bring them into the world in a place where they feel loved and encouraged and, and have all the tools to succeed when I did not have that from my mom. So my question to you is, what do you do when you don't have a frame of reference? Um, my husband came from a mother who was very caring and loving and, and did everything to help him succeed, and, and I don't have that background. So what do you do when you're questioning having a child with a partner, when you come from two completely different frames of reference, and wonder if you're well-equipped to, to be a mom? I uh, love the show, and, and I appreciate any advice you all can give me. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Dina. Oh, I wish I didn't have so much in common with everyone that has a heartbreaking question. Um, But Dina, I am, I am right with you. Mm. I, you know, I've talked a lot about the show about my not great childhood and I have not talked about my mother, but that was a serious, you know, we have that in common. Yeah. Especially, especially the, I know what not to do, but I don't know what, to, to do. do and i've had those um i remember i don't know if i've even talked about this on the show once but um there was this one moment so clearly i was in my 20s mm. i lived at the drug den yeah I was at the drug den and there was a dogs running around they're always working. and they and i love doggies <laughs> but there had become like a skirmish like it oh. it turned into something and i just yelled mm this dog's name and it was like oh it was like your mom's voice coming out of you it it was and it really shook me and i thought did i need to yell is this how i'm going to react to anything is this what i would be like as a mother like all of that flashed through my brain wow the in the half second after yeah i i i yelled that dog's name and so I, I mean, I'm, I'm right with our caller, Dina. Yeah. Um, the big things that stand out, I don't know why, like <laughs> just from the tone of your voice, and this is completely like out of my ass, sure. but just from the tone of your voice, Dina, I think your husband's really nice and really <laughs> loves you. Oh yeah. And that you really love him. Yeah. And that is the key to all of it because it's not just you you know it'd be different if you got knocked up and you're like oh i'm gonna keep this baby and then it's just me and the baby right and i'm resentful of the baby and this isn't what i wanted you know then you might be like i'm gonna go drink and i'll call you little dina yeah Yeah. exactly but the fact that you have a husband who knows you, who knows about your past, I'd I'd assume. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Who knows? I don't know if he's ever met your mother or whatever, but I, I sense that you guys have an open dialogue about it. Right. This is a problem that he currently helps you with your issues with your mom. Yeah. And that he knows about while he's discussing with you, I want to have a baby with you. Right. Yes. And he is coming from the, 
you know, that other side of like the loving fam. They're all serial killers too. (laughs) There's bodies in their attic. Just don't even worry about that. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. But he seems nice to you. (laughs) Yeah. That is going to be, that should be, can be, might be, will be your solace. Yep. You are not in this alone. When we are in a abusive relationship with a parent, Mm -hmm. we are very much alone. Yes. We are alone in that. You don't mention anywhere that, you know, your, your father was around or that you had, you know, the abuse is the overwhelming just thing in our lives. And, And it doesn't matter if you have siblings, it doesn't matter like I, that feeling hits you hard and it makes you feel like you are alone when it's your parents against you. It doesn't matter how many siblings you have. doesn't matter if dad is on your side. Sometimes like you feel alone in that moment. Yeah. And, and alone and scared and worthless and all of these things that we are not well, we're not, I, I doubt you and I were ever worthless, but like, you are not alone. Yeah. You are not in danger. You are not unsafe. And it's really hard to shake that. Even, you know, when you shake your head and you go, no, I'm not by, yeah. you know, I'm with my husband who loves me. I'm with, I'm hoping I'm you have a, a dog. Safe place. Yeah. You have such a nice voice. I hope you have a dog. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to call Dina and have her just read me to sleep every night. <laughs> yeah, she's such a pleasant exactly. voice. Um, you are not in the same situation as your mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that you're even thinking about it and worried about it is, is good. Yes. But there's there's a difference between... And it's natural that you would doubt yourself, but it's the kind of, you know, when we are abused like that, when it is so bad, it robs us of so much. It robs us of safety. It robs us of self-esteem and self-worth. It robs us of everything. And, you know, I just was like, well, this is just what I'm here for. I'm here to, to, to beat up and to be sworn at and to be pulled out of bed by my hair and to have no prospects. And, you know, that turned out not to be true. I have, I'm, I don't know what kind of prospects I have, but (laughs) you know, but you, Dina, you know, you found this guy, this dude who's your husband who again knows you and knows your past. Right. And it's like, no, I want to have a baby with you. Yeah. And it is the ultimate, the ultimate partnership. Yeah. Ideally is in raising a child. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's not the kind of thing that goes well. It's hard on your own. I think it's probably even harder when you have someone else there that just doesn't give a shit. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. And, 100% um, yes. So I think that, you know, I feel like you and I come from this this train of thought where it's like, I'm damaged, I'm no good. I don't have inherently in me mm-hmm. 
the kindness or the or the uh you know the love or how to give it or what it even is mm -hmm. because we didn't experience that right and you know you do have love to give you're married to your husband i'm sure you're married to your husband it'd be weird if you were married to not your husband <laughs> you're married to your mailman <laughs> but i'm sure that if you really look take a step back and look even at friendships that you have do you express love there? When someone makes you angry, what is your reaction? Because that was my, as I told that story about, you know, the dogs and me yelling. Yeah. What it really was, was when I have no control, when I'm acting instinctively. Yes. Is that what's going to come out? Am right. I going to be that? Right. And of course, I don't have any children. <laughs> and, uh, mm. and I probably won't at this point. So, Dina, please have twins. Oh. If you want to have twins and we can split them up parent trap style. <laughs> there you go. And I'll keep one and you keep one and we'll do a big <laughs> nature versus nurture thing. <laughs> the par I do not. I cannot watch the parent trap. It seems like the most awful awful thing ever the parent trap the parent trap i mean they who have splits up twins the horrible people in the parent trap and then not tells the twin that they have a twin this is what i'm saying it's the most evil thing ever <laughs> and then it's like let me sing the song yeah let's get it. together yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i know it's always blown my mind blown my fucking mind wait i also love that this is so funny uh, showing exactly how old you and i are that neither of us thought of what's her name no Lindsay lohan, Lindsay uh, no, lohan. i did oh, i did definitely you? did i went straight to Haley mills uh, no, i did it as well because i did see the, hold on yeah Dina, sorry, we'll Dina. get back we'll, to we'll you in right a moment uh, we'll be right back after this message about i have seen i don't think i've seen the entirety of the parent trap original oh really i have seen the parent trap with i think it's dennis quaid and julianne is, moore maybe okay is that and, the Lindsay lohan yeah one? and okay. Lindsay lohan and Lindsay lohan yeah um and somehow they must have, you know, cajoled it so that it was forgivable, whereas <laughs> I think right. it is inherently unforgivable. Yeah, that's pretty horrible. But I just know, like, in an older film, like, they didn't care about that stuff. Right. It's like, oh, we're, they're identical twins, but we're splitting them up. Yeah, exactly. When they that's all grow up with a with an unnamed hole in their hearts, <laughs> just keep it quiet. <laughs> ex-wife let's get together yeah, yeah yeah i don't know who to get together with i just know i'm supposed to be together with someone oh god and dina's together with her husband yes if i may bring us back yes back and you have got a partnership yeah and that is the key yeah is that you can lean on your husband and his experience and you can Prove to yourself. I know this sounds like, why don't I roll the dice and have a kid? Right. But that might be the only way yeah. for you to truly see that you are not a direct product right. of abuse. And you are not just the next in line to Continue. be hurtful and all of that stuff. Yeah. And um 
I mean, I would suggest, of course, getting 10 dogs. <laughs> you need a dog and a plant. People say, oh, get a plant. No. No, just yeah, a dog. But, but I said, like, her voice sounds so nice. I bet she has a dog. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, your husband knows you, and yeah. your husband wants to have a child with you. Well, and I would say, you know, because I'm coming at this really from the husband's point of view on this one, because my so wife. So typical. <laughs> My wife was abused growing up yeah. and had a horrible childhood, just like you guys. And she had those fears before we had our kid. Yeah. She did not know absolutely 100% that she wanted to have a kid. It was very scary when she got pregnant. She had lots of fears about it. But, you know, I came from a very happy family. Yeah. And a very, you know, you know, there's crazy people in our my family, but none of them are people that I live with. Yes. So that was always really nice. And I had zero worries. Yeah. I always grew up being able to handle kids and talk with kids and play with kids. So I never had a doubt in my mind that I would be a good dad, but she had a lot of doubt, yeah. doubts that she'd be a good mom. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Oh, P.S. And by the way, she's an awesome mom. She is. She's an amazing mom. I didn't know and if that's where you were going. That is but... kind of where I'm going. Oh, sorry. But it's, no, it's okay. I didn't mean to steal your mom thunder. <laughs> that's all right. But um, I feel like the day our son was born, our lives changed. And, you know, everyone says that. It's a very cliche thing to say. But I mean that literally. I mean, literally, I can look back in my life and kind of pick out about three or four points in my life that kind of dra dr uh, dramatically shifted everything. Yes. Right? Just major life point, lifestyle moments that changed everything for the better or for the worse. And, and having a kid changed my life so much. Yeah. All of those elements of wanting to still be a kid and still be like out having fun and party. Like I kind of lost a lot of that, but I made sure that my wife understood from the beginning when she got pregnant yeah, that this wasn't going to be, she needs to be the person that raises this kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is no longer the fifties. Hell, this is no longer the eighties. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the, right. We are in a new era. And in this era, it is more than acceptable for me to take the lead on a majority of the child rearing things. Yes. Because I know what to do. Because I did have good examples and she can follow my lead on a few yes. things. Her love for our kid is endless. Yeah. She absolutely adores our son. And there are a few moments that pop up that might scare her or something, but there has yet to be, knock, 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 yet to be a moment that has really scared her where she act like her dad. Yeah. You know, it never, ever, ever happens because she hates him. Yeah. Right? Why would she want to be like that? Well, it's like that's, and I think that's what, what Dina brings up, which I've said a lot too, is that concept of, I know what not to do. Right. So it's like, yeah, I've got that covered. But I don't know what to do. Right. And you're not going to know what to do exactly. unless you have to do it. Exactly. You know? That's exactly right. So, and I'm certainly not saying, like, I don't want to be like, tell your husband tonight's the night. <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah, this kid's going to get dropped off on my doorstep <laughs> with a have... note that said, you were wrong. Oh, no! Bad oh. advice indeed. <laughs> Love Dina. And then that's just the sitcom, me and the kid. 
I'll call it me and the kid. I hope they name him Benberg. Benberg. Because then he could be Denberg. 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 <laughs> um, we don't know what to do until we have to do it. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling, Dina, that you have resources that are going to come naturally. Right. But you're stuck in this fear. And you also say that, you know, if you have to look at, do you want to have a child as well? You say your husband desperately wants to have a child. Do you want that too? Right. And is that getting completely obscured by your fears? Mm -hmm. Because if you want to have a child, don't let the abuse we suffered that kind of shaped us. Yeah completely take that over. Right. And just try to look at what you, I mean, you must have lived your life in a way that was kind or nice or loving. And I mean, unless what if her husband's just a jerk? What if this whole (laughs) thing is bad? Well, here's the thing. Her, if the mom was horrible and she estranged herself from the mom, yeah. you would think that that meant that she was living a non-horrible life. Yeah. To push that away. Yeah, you know? we, we get away. We when when people do, when when we get away and estrange ourselves, it's to save ourselves. Exactly. So live the life that you have now because right. you've gotten away that's absolutely you right. know and it's i mean it's way easier said than done yeah. but you are not only the product of abuse there's a lot more to you mm-hmm. and explore that and talk about it with your husband and let us know if you guys uh, get it on yeah exactly just one <laughs> let let your husband know talk to your husband tell him i'm scared i had a horrible you know childhood do you feel comfortable taking the lead on some of these things where I don't know how to handle it? Yeah. Can I always tag out? Right. That's what I feel like my wife always wanted the ability to, if something was going wrong, she couldn't handle it to tag out, get me to come in and take over. Yeah. So that's all you really need, Dina. You just need a little trust in your husband. I really hope everything works out. That's uh that is a, a hard, hard question. Yeah. But it's an important one and I hope we helped. Absolutely. Um, but that was it. That was our final question of the show. That was the ending. That was it. It's time for Christmas. Oh, it's time for Christmas. It's this is a very Christ- Christmassy show. Oh, it doesn't get more Christmassy <laughs> than this. Um Well, Merry Christmas, Clark. Merry Christmas to Merry you. Merry Christmas, Beth. Bags. Merry Christmas, Flinny. <laughs> this we, I should we say. We should also, yeah, say that um Bags, Bagheera, Clark has two dogs, yeah. Bagheera, the giant black lab and flynn the, the smaller yippity asshole dog asshole dog he's a chihuahua mix and he bags has been with us every single podcast that we've recorded yeah if you if you uh digitally remove our voices from every episode <laughs> you can probably just hear him snoring yes. for an hour every episode and flynn we tried a couple times to have him in here <laughs> you never heard that dear <laughs> listeners because we edited out his like knocking shit over, yep. barking, and then the 
two minutes it took Clark to get him out of the room. <laughs> That's true. But for the first time ever, Flinny has made it through an entire podcast. It's a Christmas miracle. It is a Christmas miracle. There must be a Jesus. He's not dead, is he? <laughs> no, I hope not. No, uh, he's lying right there. I see him breathing. He's probably so good bags. job, Flinny boy. Good job. All right. That was good. I liked it. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, if you out there, if you have a question or a decision that's weighing heavily on you, please send it to us and let LB ease your burden. Send us your problems at askgloriebeth.com. Go follow us on all the socials at askgloriebeth or just leave a message with your voice at 1-855-336-2374. That's 1-855-D-E-N-B-E-R-G or 1-855-Denberg. And if you'd like to find me, you can do so at LB Denberg on Instagram, at Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter, and at the Lori Beth Denberg fan page on Facebook. And if you want to book me for a, yes, for a last minute Christmas or belated Hanukkah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or Kwanzaa or pagan holiday. Or wishing your friends a new uh, Merry New Year. Yes, wishing your friends a a Merry Happy New Year. Yeah. And I liked Clark's idea the other week about me doing the countdown for you. (laughs) Right? That just seems like so awesome. I I really hope somebody does that. I know, that would be cool. So uh, you can book me for anything for a loved one at cameo.com slash Lori Beth. Right, we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much. Have yummy Christmas. That advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question there. Thanks for listening.